and welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I am your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Hi, how are you? It's it's great to see you again. Hey, great to see you. Great to see yeah. you again. Yeah. How how's your mom? How's how's your job? Do, well, good. All right. Doing good. Hey, great. Yeah. Love it. Hey, love to hear that. Love how's to your hear mother? That. Like you said, tell your mother I said how's she doing. <laughs> Take your mother. <laughs> what is it? It's uh, Andy Mark Samberg Wahlberg. doing Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yes. So Tell your mother. Tell your mother. <laughs> Just, I was thinking about that impression. I love on SNL when the cast members do their impressions of the celebrities to them. Sure. Like if they're guests, I think like Jimmy Fallon did like Adam Sandler, you know, yeah, um, I always enjoy that part of it because <laughs> you know what people love is when you do their impression of you to them. But actually, I do love that because I love specific attention, like attention in general. I'm like, OK, oh, no, I'm being this. Oh, a lot of attention on me right now. Mm-hmm. But if somebody says something like, Erica, you eat corn so stupidly, this is what it looks like. I'm like, oh, my God, they paid so much attention to me. Wow. Wow. That's true. I mean. They say imitation is, you know, a form of flattery. And it's, it's, yeah, it's just like that very, so like being roasted, like, you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. You guys got me. You guys got me. Cause it's not just like, you so fat. It's like, Erica, have you ever noticed that this is the way you say your L's? And you're like, oh my God, that is me. You really nailed my ass. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, we should unpack that in the old therapy. Sure, of course, of course, of course. But who has the time? There's so many other things. Not I. You know how I'm a loud, I'm a loud person, right? Okay. Now you have, you have an Apple watch. Is that correct? You have an Apple watch. I do. I do. Does it give you little warnings like, hey, you haven't stood up in an hour or you're in a loud environment? I've yet to get the loud environment one, but Mm -hmm. I, I, I get the stand ones. Well, let me tell you, if you're around me, your Apple Watch might start giving you the, are you in a loud environment warning? Are you serious? I was in a pool on Sunday or Monday and multiple times I set someone's Apple Watch off and it would just go loud environment noise alert. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is I'm a hazard to everyone's health. <laughs> What are you going to do? Nothing. Not not a damn thing. Not a damn. What am I going to do? Change it now? No. At this age? No. Please. In Please. this economy? Who has the time? Not me. What has your week been like? Oh, it's been, it's just been a lot. I'll just leave <laughs> it at that. Yeah. I get it. It has been a lot. Yeah. I, sometimes I will, if Apple generates a password for me mm-hmm. or something, I'll make a note of it quickly and then I'll uncopy paste it and, you know, memorize it or write it down or whatever. But a lot of times they have a lot of dashes in between them and it looks like it's the way to pronounce a word. And so I was looking at my notes and I see one that's like V-E-L-Y-O-O-Z-O-F-G-G. And I'm like, what word was I trying to look up the pronunciation for? And then I quickly realized no, babe, that's a password that you should delete off your notes app. 
but I was sitting there and I'm like, what language is that in? It's just, I was just trying to sit there thinking, I just saw it and I was like, what is that? <laughs> I got to ask you, Yeah, why are you trash? Okay. Please get, stop giving away your passwords. Start giving away my passwords. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a, we talked about the filthy cars. Yes. And you know, I, I keep it clean. I got armor all wipes. I got two car trash cans. I have a tiny car vacuum cleaner now. Damn. I went to the desert last week and there was a rainstorm, which gross. By the way, you can't be in a pool if there's lightning. Hotels don't give you a voucher for comeback for 20 minutes in the future. <laughs> now, let me ask something about that. Yeah. <laughs> because you might get struck by lightning or the pool might get struck or like. Yes. Yeah. It's a hazard. You can't. Yeah. You can't be in a body of water like that when it's lightning. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I guess that checks out. It's just <laughs> it kind of checks like. out. Yeah. Such a bummer, bro. <laughs> so my car, again, desert rainstorm car looked like I just come through hell. It was filthy. But so I took it. I got it. I got it washed. You know, of course, that day when my car is filthy, I'm already like. Oh, this, this is making me anxious. It's so, I mean, it's just like covered in dust and cake and mud. I'm driving and I get a tiny nosebleed. Oh no. Oh. I go to grab a tissue from my bag. Mm-hmm. No tissues in the bag. Uh-oh. Then I open my glove compartment and I'm, I'm looking and I find a tiny tampon. So a I do the thing. Tiny tampon? Like, like, a, like a, a light, light. Okay. a light. <laughs> Okay. I do the thing and I, you know, trying to dab my nose with the tampon and like collect, you know, stop this nosebleed. Okay. So well, you don't do the thing. Cause when you say I do the thing and you're talking about a tampon you and think it's up the nose. I, yeah. That's what I think the thing is. So yeah. it's not fully I just, up the nose. For me and the listeners, yeah. you know. But okay. Here's the thing it was a plastic applicator tampon. So, there's two parts of that for, for those who don't know, there's the cotton, there's two pieces of plastic where you push it up, then you discard the plastics. One plastic, no problem. I have the other one falls in Ugh. between my seat and like the console to where I can't reach the big it. piece or the little one, the little one. Yeah. That thing is squirrely. I can't reach it. So I'm like, okay. Oh, okay, this is embarrassing. Next time I pull over, I'll just have to dig for it. I can't find it. Days go by and I still can't seem to locate it. I'm, I'm shining flashlights up in there. I, I'm just sitting there and I'm just thinking, God forbid I die in some car accident. You know, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Of course. Somebody has to go through my car, like forensically, like if scientists have to go through my car and then they're like, well, we found this, this plastic tampon applicator. I would be so mortified. That's the, what you're worried about? I mean, that's yes. the patriarchy, babe. I just Women think have periods in the middle of They do have periods, but they don't lose their applicators in their car. That's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that. Yeah. yeah. Did I, you ever find it? I don't think I found it to this day. Did you talk about your AirPod on, oh. on the pod? I did update okay. found it okay, went in your butt <laughs> <laughs> went in the butt found my airpod I sleep in a silk bonnet a lot of nights to keep my hair from breaking and I found the earpod inside I have multiple silk bonnets you know different sizes if I have rollers in my hair you know it's a, it's a whole it's a whole thing now I found my earpod in one of my silk bonnets 
It the thing like I was be the wearing when I lost. Yeah, absolutely. The first place you would check. Oh no. <laughs> we vacuumed, we swept, we moved everything in that home. I emptied every drawer, repacked it. It was in the soap bar. Anyway, I Winston was like, are you kidding me? The the thing that you were wearing when you lost it <laughs> over your ears, <laughs> you didn't think to look inside of it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's that's me. Why are you trash? Well, I am going to throw it back a, just a bit to earlier this year when I was on a honeymoon. And so, you know, have you ever known a bride or have been a bride or have even been to a wedding? Who knows? I don't know your life, but sometimes you feel inclined to get fake eyelashes. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me. I got fake eyelashes for my wedding. It was my first time getting fake eyelashes in a long time. I wasn't in love with the person who I who did it because I couldn't get in with the good girl that we go to. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, whatever they worked with a full face of makeup on, they worked, and and then I got used to them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyways, I was on honeymoon for three weeks, and these fake eyelashes do not tend to last in full form in for three weeks, mm-hmm. and so. And I got them about the week before the wedding. So I just remember near the end of my part, near the end of my tenure in France, <laughs> I'd been losing eyelashes and I was in the absolute lavish cat piss dungeon that is Versailles. Oh, no. And just abs- like just shedding false eyelashes all over Versailles. Wow. Like, just like, I mean, it's not my hair, right? You know, so I don't know that I was necessarily leaving a ton of DNA behind. However, right, right. no crimes, no crimes could be pinned to you because of it. However, it was still like, and why do I call Versailles cat piss dungeon? Because it smells like cat piss, of course, because Versailles is a really old castle. And back in those days, they used to just piss and shit everywhere. Really, look it up. Etiquette, a ticket of. Remember that we learned about etiquette on classy, classy, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, go ahead. I do. I do remember yep. that. So anyways, that's it. I just, I littered <laughs> Versailles with uh, false eyelashes. And if there was ever a crime there and they found my eyelash on the scene, mm-hmm. there's going to be a mink that's going to be in a lot of trouble, but not me. Yeah. Do you think it's really mink hair? Like, I don't an actual know. Animal? I don't. I, I don't hope not. So. I hope not. They say mink, but I'm like, is it? Now, here's the okay. other question. Why yeah. didn't we ever ask? It didn't, it doesn't occur to me. I don't know what a mink looks like. A mink I, is an animal. It does it look kind of like a ferret. Mink looks, yeah, it has, it has major ferret energy, yeah. but it's just very soft. And so yeah. when you're like a rich monster, like Jennifer Lopez, mm-hmm. you might take the choice to wear a coat made from mink and it's very expensive. And so some of the fake eyelash places we go what what eyelash would you like would you like it you know looking full and voluptuous would you like flirty etc and then also do you want yes natural sexy butterfly (laughs) or do you want and what material would you like your eyelashes to be Mm -hmm. from like we've got this you know these cut up pipe cleaner plastic if you want that (laughs) um you're a cheap asshole or you know perhaps you'd be interested in the mink and then and you go for the mink. I think because minks are not, like, I don't have a sweater that has a mink picture on it or artwork of mink. They're not mink. I think because we don't see them in that way, like we don't, there's not like a lot of mink 
in pop culture, besides like knowing that they make fur coats and eyelashes. I think if they had a better PR team, we would feel weirder about it is what I'm saying. So you you're blaming mink PR. Yes. I'm blaming, I'm blaming mink PR. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Insane. But so speaking of DNA, I have a quick story for you from our doc, from our story of the week. It's our first story. It's our first story. So in Germany for quite some time, I'm talking about 19 years. Uh, they called her the woman with no face or the phantom of Hilbron. It was a hypothetical unknown serial killer that they were keep finding evidence of in Germany from 1993 to 2009. They found so many murders linked to this DNA. They found her on crimes, you know, stealing, all sorts of stuff. So the cops are like, we have this criminal mastermind. A superstar. A superstar in our minds. And so DNA from 40 crime scenes, her DNA was recovered and they would catch like her accomplices and they'd be like, all right, well, give up, you know, give up the queen, give up your, your mastermind. And nobody would talk. Nobody would even mention her when they were being interrogated. And they so even like, is, no, they're like, who? They, they were just tight lipped, you know? And so this was happening in a couple other countries too, like Austria, some some in Russia, some in Eastern, just kind of a lot of Eastern Europe. They're keep finding this DNA linked to all these heinous crimes. Again, 16 years have gone by and they're like, oh God, we got to find her. Well, the reward started off like $10,000. Like if you know anything about her, you know, 10,000 mm-hmm. euro, whatever. And they're like, Eventually, the the whereabouts was increased to $300,000 if you knew anything about who the Phantom of Hilbron was. Like, who is this hoe? Who is this hoe? Like, how is she, how does she get all these people? And she just would churn, you know, she'd be like, you, somebody churn, next crime, next crime, somebody new. And they're like, whoa, how does she get these people to do her bidding? Well, DNA technology was somewhat, you know, relatively new to an extent. And the, the, the criminal laboratories were using cotton swabs for the DNA probing. The cotton swabs used by many of these police departments were contaminated before they were shipped. Now they were stripped of any type of bacteria. All this like disinfectant went on them but the DNA was still able to transfer. And this particular lab was not approved for DNA swabbing. It was used for medical grade things. Come to find out the DNA, the Phantom of Hilgard, was a little old lady who worked in the factory making the cotton swabs. And so she's just sitting there having no idea. So the police finally like locate her and she's just like, what? I, I'm, I just make the cotton swabs in the lab. I put them in the packets. So they have all these unlinked crimes that they've thought were connected, you know, just in that imagine Charlie from It's Always Sunny with the red strings connecting totally. all the crimes, Peppa Sylvie style. And yeah. Like, Who is this phantom of Hillguard? And they come to find out it was someone from the factory that was accidentally contaminating them with their DNA and that they were not supposed to use these cotton swabs at all. Not even her fault. Not even her fault. Not even it's her not fault. like she was just like getting lazy on the job and being like, no. Ooh, I'm going to, I know these are disinfected, but I'm going to touch them anyways. Like mm-hmm. they were not certified for human DNA collection at all. Like that's the, so the police crazy. fucked up. Yeah. So then there's, there's some of these crimes were solved later. All of them have been unrelated, but uh, some of them are still unsolved to this day because police were chasing phantoms. Her. Isn't that crazy? That's so funny. Anyway, I, yeah, uh, the, the story I heard this on is called Case File. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I've talked about it before. 
It is a true crime podcast based out of Australia, and it has an anonymous host, Casey, case file, Casey, but there's no editorializing. Casey, case file, Casey. <laughs> Casey, Casey. Yeah, he does a top 10 list every week of crimes, but it, it, it's not like editorializing. There's no like opinion or commentary. It is just the facts of the case, but told in a very compelling manner. It, it's cool. really great. Anyway, so speaking of DNA and, and being who you are, get into yes. our next story. This is from news.com.au. A man spends $22,000 to become a collie dog, a rough collie dog. I mean, I don't know what the difference is between a rough collie and a collie dog, but. A uh, rough collie was born on the wrong side of the tracks. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. He didn't come from a good, good home. You know, sure. He's making the sure. most from himself, you know. And that's all that matters, you know? Yep. Nurture over nature or whatever. We're all given so, circumstances and we got to overcome them. And this man did because he was a Japanese man who, you know, has wanted to be a, a collie or a dog ever since he was a kid. You know, he made that dream come true. He spent $22,000, which is about 2 million yen, on a hyper realistic dog costume and yeah. was taken on a walk to the delight of his almost 30,000 YouTube subscribers. He is known only as Toko and yeah, he was taken on a walk by his friend in the neighborhood doing tricks. He was on all fours. It looks like a dog. It definitely looks like there's a lot of dog energy to it. It's, it looks like a dog for sure. I mean, there's some puppet kind of vibes to it. Sure. And like, I mean, obviously I don't know if he's in a notes stage yet, <laughs> Um, or if he's just kind of like, if this is a finished product, but if I could give a note, mm -hmm. I would say he hasn't really perfected the crawling yet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you could leave a comment on his YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like, Hey, like, yeah. you know, love your stuff again. I'm not sure if you're like looking for notes right now, if you were just sending me this, you know, just to share. <laughs> he's anonymous. He doesn't want his hobbies to be known by the people. He goes by this, you know, uh, pseudonym Toko. He hides his human identity. He's like, I don't want the people I, I work with to know because What's he's Batman? a dog trainer. <laughs> he's bad. He's a dog trainer. No, I'm just, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I was like, I didn't read that. That's yeah, fucking no, hilarious. No, no, that would be <laughs> very interesting. But yeah, he's just like, listen, it was my dream and I've wanted to do it since I was a little kid. And he paid a lot of money and had it done. So, I mean, money can buy a lot of things. But it can't buy class, can it? Money can't. You class Luann de la Sip, the countess from Rosewoods in New York City. But uh, speaking of getting money, though, yes, from foxnews.com, boo, a bank robber drops from the ceiling straight into the trash bin where he was caught by police because I guess he couldn't get out. Is this just an episode of like the Pink Panther? <laughs> it really feels like, I mean, you know, the Fox News viewership is pretty old, so it's probably just nice for them to see. I'm like, oh, you're right. Pink Panther is at it again. Yeah. Yeah. So there he uh, goes. <laughs> the Huron police nabbed the suspected bank robber when he fell into the recycling bin. There's police body cam footage the moment he fell from the ceiling. <laughs> Hilarious. Wait, so there's cops already there? Yeah. Yeah. There's my body cam footage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, he was around 2.20 a.m. The officers received an alarm from the Federal Credit Union, Vacation Land Federal Credit Union. Mm. And they were dispatched. They were checking on the building, you know, just taking their tiny little flashlights, like, you know, giving it a, an ocular scan. 
assessing a prim, giving a one-two, what's up? Sure. False alarm, possibly. And then just like in a cartoon, the ceiling caved, like the man fell through the roof and into a blue recycling bin inside. It was under the drive through lane from the roof right. access door. <laughs> Boom. God damn it. It's just like, so not only did this robber have this like crazy, stupid entrance, but obviously like he set off the alarms, which means this wasn't his first choice. Yes. He was like, yes. well, of course I meant to walk through the front door, but it was locked. So I had to come up with another plan. As you know, the officers you know, drew their weapons, they moved closer. They were waiting for someone to exit through the door, but then they saw that his legs stick out of the trash <laughs> or the recycling bin on the ground. Get on the ground. Get on the fucking ground. It just says expletive in the article, but I'm ed- I'm using my journalistic instincts to know what the police were screaming. <laughs> I think you're probably right around right around it. Yeah. You know, uh, did I, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I think about it all the time. When I worked at Coffee Bean in Studio City, it was Halloween and that Coffee Bean was like in the same parking lot as a small credit union. Mm-hmm. And someone from the bank came in like, this was like, had to have been like, I don't know, six or seven in the morning. And, you know, like, we we're like, hey, you know, <laughs> happy Halloween. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, I actually work next door. And they're like, oh my God, how cool. And then they were like, anyways, can we use your phone? We're actually getting yeah. robbed right now. They were so chill about it. And I was like, uh, yes, of course. But like, because people, apparently Halloween is like a very big day for bank robberies because- Costumes. Costumes, yeah. That's why like you can't really like, cool, congratulations, you're an adult in the Halloween costume, but like you can't really like wear anything that's covering your face if you're going to do like bank transactions and shit. I do like that in Point Break, they were, that they they showed up as the ex-presidents. Like, that's such a funny, like, Nixon robbing a bank, you know? Sure. Did sure. you ever watch that movie, Sugar and Spice? You know I did. I, it's been a long time, though, but yes. I, me too. I loved that movie, but I love that they also did the Point Frank Express's mask in it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's such a good movie. And then the one girl's, like, in love with Conan O'Brien. <laughs> such a silly <laughs> detail. Okay, Sugar and Spice, the plot is uh, their friend gets pregnant. They're cheerleaders, so they rob a bank, so she has money to the live it's very charming very 2000s very funny I-, I love it anyway speaking of costumes yes yeah i actually have an announcement okay i'm actually quitting the podcast and i'm moving to china to pursue my dream of being a bear in the zoo i've accepted the position i signed my offer letter and um i just i just want to thank everyone it's been great but mm-hmm, i'm out mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, we want to thank you for a really good three years. And, you know, we all had a lot of laughs. But yeah, I mean, I completely understand that if these jobs are available as under the table as they might be, that you really have to take them. You got to go where the work is. (laughs) Yes, yes. But according to WRAL.com, many people believe that these bears in a Chinese zoo are just people in costumes. Sun, moon, grizzly, black speckled sloth bears all over the world can stand shuffle totter and walk on two legs although they usually prefer four and there are people now who have seen there's videos of like bears either standing on their hind legs feeling a little too human or bears that don't seem to stand up at all and they're like okay that's a person in a costume and that's just a big dog (laughs) so these are sun bears, but there's been a lot of images and video surfaced from the Chinese social media site called Weibo, 
and it's a sun bear who stands on her hind legs and just kind of looks like like a person just standing around on their break. <laughs> Have you seen, I mean, these videos are crazy looking, but that's what sun bears look like. Sure. But also I like the idea, like, cause it, anyways, this article goes on to say that this is not like that there's been, have zoos have been caught. Yes. <laughs> With having just people in suits instead of the real animals? Uh, they also had a lion in quotations, but it was actually just a Tibetan mastiff. <laughs> like, so funny. I mean, yeah. it's not funny, I guess. It's sad for the people who pay money to go there and for, I guess, these dogs living in captivity. But, you know, for the people who are just dressing up, like, I mean, you'll have to tell us, Erica, since that's where you're going. I've been training for months but i'm very excited yeah just and you never just thought to become a mascot for a sports team you know i was a mascot in junior high i can see that i was the team mascot yeah i did make the cheerleading squad in the seventh grade failed that audition failed that but they made you a mascot yeah yeah that feels worse oh it was in so many but also it was you know i was character the star building, of the show like now you're a comedian yeah, character building <laughs> Yeah, I, I, the day I found out I didn't make cheerleader was the May 5th, the day of the May 5th tornadoes in Oklahoma, which was like a very, very bad. We, we commemorate tornadoes with days, really, not locations in Oklahoma. So somebody's like, okay, oh, the May 5th tornado. Damn. But I, I just remember bawling my eyes out. And then I still had to go to a banquet, like mm -hmm. a school banquet, crying. And then there was this tornado that like wrecked so many places. And I was like, just let me go home at this point. It made me the woman I am today. Totally. I would have been a monster. Can you imagine if I was a cheerleader? The the confidence and overinflation of self. Sure. I'd been a fucking monster. You know? Yeah. It's it's a blessing I'm not coordinated enough to do it or could jump. <laughs> like it's I a was blessing. So opposed to becoming a cheerleader in middle school because I was <laughs> super committed to being punk mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I joined my, when I, I, when I moved out to California, I ended up in a middle school and it was kind of like halfway through the year mm, at that point. Yeah. And so there wasn't like a lot of room to put me into different like physical education. And so there, the first solution was, well, we have room in cheerleading. She can go and be in cheerleading. And I was like, oh my God, cheerleading, like, you know, kill me basically. <laughs> And I don't know how I did this because I'm almost positive, like this wasn't a true statement, but I feel like the way I remember it was that I was able to get out of cheerleading because I couldn't, like, I think I ratted myself out for not having health insurance, which there's yeah. no way that that was true because I was in middle school and my mom worked in a hospital. So like <laughs> right. I definitely had health insurance but that was like I think how I kind of managed to weasel my way out of it and just get into normal PE which also sucked like in retrospect I might yeah. have been better off in cheerleading you didn't have but... to do pull-ups and cheerleading <laughs> no you didn't have to run the mile in cheerleading you just had to oh, dance but I was God. just so absolutely not <laughs> going to do this I was either that or I like made like this big dramatic show to my mom of like you need to get me out of cheerleading because 
because it's going to cost so much money. Yeah. Smart. Or I don't, I don't know exactly yeah. what I did, but I did manage to get out of cheerleading because I was just like, no, I'm just, I'm too punk rock yeah. for that. I'm yeah. just too punk rock. And you know what? I'm honestly, I'm feeling a little too punk rock for this podcast. We should probably take a break. Erica, do you have any concerts coming up? Always. I'm a festival girly. You know, I have to get the VIP though, because I, I cannot go without an air conditioned bathroom. Okay. Well, my sweet angel, planning for faster and efficient hydration is also essential for festivals. And Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before, power through that headliner, and recover after the weekend. Hey, now don't count yourself out while you're drunk poolside all summer. Cast. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water and with three times the electrolytes than traditional sports drinks. I mean, we really have no excuses. Liquid IV is actually standard in my purse. It goes phone, wallet, keys, liquid IV. And with flavors like lemon lime, pastique, that's French for watermelon, oh. and my favorite, strawberry lemonade, saying hydrated is easy peasy. Mama, I'm talking B3, I'm talking B5, I'm talking B6, and I'm screaming from the rooftops, B12. They've got all the Bs. And there's a little bit of vitamin C in there too, just for kicks. Oh, she's made from premium ingredients and is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I'm vegan now. I don't know if I've talked about that yet. We know. We know. Okay. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TRASHY at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TRASHY at liquidiv.com. Honestly, we're so trashy. We're hydrated. Wet trash. Hey, we're back. And we're back. I will say the only thing I, I do, like that there is a real thing in China where people, because pandas can be isolated and are so reticent to reproduce in captivity, uh -huh. there is a job and I've looked at, I've looked into it. It's a real job where someone, where humans don panda costumes and their job is just hugging baby pandas. So... I have something a little bit closer to home for you. Yeah. Service animals. A lot of the ones that assist blind people um, yes. and children with disabilities, they, they too require hugging. Puppies, they require hugging. I have a friend who does this and now you have to, you know, you have to earn that sure. position. So sure. there is, you know, you have your volunteer days where you're just shoveling shit. Okay. You're just shoveling shit. But once you prove that you're there, that you're, you know, you're down with the cause, yeah. then you get promoted to puppy hugger. And it's, uh, it's really nice in a world it, like this. Baby, I grew up on a farm. I've been shoveling shit since I could walk. I can do those volunteer days. No problem. Let I'll me get you the, the information. Puppy. I'll get you the information if you want it. You know, Speaking of, of hugging a little baby, our next story comes to us from CNN.com. Ohio's Columbus Zoo thought that this gorilla was a male. Then it gave birth to a baby. We got animal story after animal story after animal story. Let's go. Because they're nice. We, they are nice. They're trashy, but they're nice. They, the trashy people in this situation, obviously not this gorilla. Mm -mm. It's the zookeepers who misgendered the gorilla and um, then yep. watched this male gorilla allegedly give a baby. Yep. Have a baby. So they thought it was male. And then all of a sudden, Thursday morning, it was holding a baby. And now if this were in the 1950s, <laughs> they would say, oh, look, the gorilla has a new little sister. And then the mom <laughs> would raise the baby. And then when the baby gorilla was like in his 20s, it would find out, wait, my sister was my mom the whole time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That happened to God. What actor did that happen to? Like famous actor. Was it Jack Nicholson? 
I don't know, but that's dark. Basically, gorillas do not have prominent sex organs until they are eight years old. So male and females look mostly alike. A lot of animals are like this, where there's no super distinction between male, female, unlike a peacock and a peahen, very distinct. But a lot of animals just look the same. And so these, they really have like a, a hands-off status at the zoo and just let the, you know, little um, animals. With a gorilla. That thing will rip your arm off for sport. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm yeah. not going to go check if a gorilla, a fully grown gorilla has a penis. Excuse me. I'm going to, do you mind bending over and coughing? Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. The gestation period for gorillas are eight and a half months. So it was assumed she was pregnant in the fall. Who's the daddy? Uh I'd like to to get to the bottom of that zoo, but where's Maury when you need him? And they said the baby seems uh, healthy, but there will be a DNA test performed later to determine the newborn's (laughs) father. I just, you know, those zookeepers are like, can we do a skit? Can we do like a skit for TikTok? Where's the zoo's TikTok? Can we get the social media person in here? And they're like, no, you cannot do a, you're the father. No skits. No skits. This is for educational purposes only. Did the word skit offend you when back in those days when we were, you know, spending hundreds of dollars to be in sketch classes? Did skit offend you? No, because I find skit and sketch very different. Skit is what zookeepers and veterinarians would do for TikTok. And you're like your school lunch ladies lip syncing to Lunch Lady Land by Adam Sandler at the school assembly. That's a skit to me. Okay. A sketch is very different. You know, plot, beats, all these things. So like, you know, when people say, oh, you're doing your little skits? I'd be like, the sketch, I'm on a sketch, I'm on a sketch team. I'm on a sketch team at a prominent theater in Los Angeles. You know, of course, a little so bit. So it did. So the word skit did offend you. So- yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what offends me? Oh, food waste? Yeah. Specifically cheese because <sighs> it hurts my stomach because I'm a vegan. From oh, we know, oh, we know. From fo- except when I was talking about all that cocktail shrimp from <laughs> foodandwine.com, nacho cheese spill creates a zesty traffic hazard on Arkansas Highway. I didn't think that you could get these kinds of articles from Food and Wine. I thought it was all just kind of recipes, but looks like they're getting into uh, journalism. Uh, thank God. Do you guys need an editorial team to make your skits for your TikTok Food and Wine? Because I know they two have people way better social media people than <laughs> they really do. Yeah. These people hire youths. Oh, God. They're so fucking good at stuff. The Arkansas Department of Transportation posted to its X or Twitter account a repost from its Facebook page showing dozens of cans of gooey golden nacho cheese spilled across the section of Interstate 30, 100 miles southwest of Little Rock, Arkansas. What was securing these cans? I assume it was inside of like a semi, you know, like the, one of those trailers where it's, it's, uh, I don't think they were like open air, like bales of hay. I think they were four walls. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think they're going to reevaluate their safety protocols moving forward. It just seems like these trucks that have food in them can't stay on the road because there was a 1500 pounds of hot dog filling oozing across Pennsylvania roadway last yeah. year. And then, uh, there was of course a big tomato skip spill, which I believe we covered. And Coors Light Alf- spills. Alfredo sauce in Tennessee. Things are spilling. Things are moving fast on the highways, which makes me think of our next story. You love this story. I, I want to just put this out there. I fought to get this cut 
And I said, no, the people need to know, Cassandra. So tell them what they need to know. From HuffPost.com, here is the science behind the Boston cop that went down the slide so fast, according to an actual physicist. If you don't know what this is about, there's a TikTok video where it's just a metal slide. And then all of a sudden, a police officer just comes rocketing out of it like stiff as a board. It's kind of insane. (laughs) And the slide is very long. It's a covered slide. So it's like completely round, except for the holes at the beginning and entrance. And yeah, it's gone super viral. This, I mean, it looks like it hurts Shoots out of there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It hurts. <laughs> like, it's like, oh my God, like, is he dead? Like what happened? But it, it looks like he went down it the wrong way too. Yeah. He would like, it looks like there was some barrel rolling that was happening and he was In just like, I'll survive this if I am stiff as a board. Yeah. (sighs) The cop, after he, you know, slid out and fell, he was harmed a little bit. So he went back and he sprinkled a little bit of crack on the slide and then shot it justifiably, of course, afterwards. So hilarious. Hilarious. The mayor of Boston, Michelle Wu, promised to make sure there's more signage that this thing is for children or something. But is is the fact that an adult went down it the reason or we well, can we please ask an associate professor of physics at Southern Eastern Louisiana University about this? Well, Rhett Allen was here to answer. He's an associate professor of physics at Southeastern Louisiana University. Holy shit. That was so specific and exactly what I got. Yeah. He's actually the author of the physics of going fast, but not too fast on a giant slide. For Wired magazine. <laughs> His guess is that something has to do with the clothing that he's wearing, you know, the polyester uniforms. But the pull quote, the best quote from this is, and this is Rhett Allen, associate professor of physics from Southeastern Louisiana University, says, normal people, when they go down a slide, they're fine. That's the quote. Just normal people. <laughs> When they go down a slide, I, they're fine. I think I know all I need to know. Yep. This, uh, uh, this man was abnormal. <laughs> he goes on to explain like the physics of, of mass and acceleration and things. I Who, just, who oh, can know? Oh, it's a bunch of boring shit. Just to say, Friction, all you have to say is normal, blah, blah. normal people go down at a normal pace and then cop go down fast. <laughs> and speaking of cops. Hey, speaking of Florida cops. That's a special breed. From the MiamiNewTimes.com, stop narking on manatee orgies. We got more animals. More animals. Florida's beloved manatees get it on year round. Mating herds are almost commonly seen in the summer, though. And it's manatee mating season. And the police are here to ask you, please don't call the cops on these manatee orgies. So on July 29th, a video showing a dozen of the large sea cows lumped atop one another near shoreline set to the tune of Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On from the Pinellas County Sheriff's Facebook. It's asking people to give them a little privacy while they get their flippers knocking. You know, in people's defense, because I've never seen a manatee orgy. And so if I see like 12 of them... And they're all screeching, and just you know. I, I, sorry, is you think, screeching you think, not the right word? I don't, I, yeah, I think I think screeching is okay. You you so might assume it's like a, a beached 
manatee. You might think you're doing the humane thing of calling That's it That's what in. I'm saying. It's like yeah. 911, what's your emergency? And okay, by the way, this is not the first time. Like, because uh, So there's this thing called the bystander effect where, mm-hmm. you know, if you witness like a bunch of people witness an accident or something like that, that mm-hmm. some, that no one calls 911 because they assume, oh, well, someone is going to call 911 or someone probably has, I don't want to like, I don't want to be like the fifth caller for 911 for the same accident. Mm-hmm. And then because people are like that, sometimes no one ends up calling 911. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I am the bystander. As we all know, I love to be a hero. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna call 911. I don't care if I'm the fifth caller. I'm going to do it. Same. But there's been like sometimes we're like, maybe I'm overly polite, but I don't want to abuse 911. So I've called 911 yeah. before and been like, hey, sorry if you're not the, this isn't the right number. Sometimes I've <laughs> wasted time being like, uh, apologetic local, or like local police office, uh, local police uh, station number, you know, mm-hmm. like just let me get an operator at the police station mm-hmm. to like rather than going straight to 911. I don't want to worry anybody. <laughs> but I've anyways, done that if too. I, I'm like, I'm so like, sorry. This might not be anything. And they're like, what is the nature of your emergency? Like, what do you want? And it's, and plus we're in, we're both in LA County. So it's like, you sat on hold for five minutes already. Yes. Yeah. What do you want? Yes. So if I yeah. saw this, a bunch of manatees yeah. screeching around on the beach, I'd be like, perhaps we do need to call someone. Cause what if they're hurt? But right, it just right. turns out they're just, they just fucking, they're, they're just, just fucking in a pile. They're just doing yeah. what nature does and just fucks in a pile. Big old <laughs> pile of fuck. Is that the episode title? Imagine the smells. They are very docile by nature generally, but they are a thousand pounds and they could hurt someone who dares to venture into their frothy mating waters. They're going to be very focused on the females, says a Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commissioners. <laughs> but he says the danger is this, if they start rolling, and getting active, they may roll on top of you. And obviously they're going to grab onto anything they can. Watch your dicks out there, guys. They're going to be grabbing. That's a very like (laughs) chill way of being like, look, if you get involved in this, you might be raped by a manatee because that's (laughs) what they're saying. Yeah. But we can't stop them. They're in danger. We can't shoot one if it just starts, you know, getting at you. You know what? Speaking of shooting one, Let's go on a break. (laughs) And we're back. I saw a Facebook post that was then reposted to Twitter. And it was from Facebook user Chai Sosa. And it says, most embarrassing sex moment. Go with the cry, laughy face emoji that's on an angle. And this user whose name has been blocked out and profile images says, (laughs) our grandma walked in cry emoji sad. Our our grandma <laughs> you know some people will just will just put themselves on did you see that one idiot on TikTok? like some people will like just rat themselves up that one guy on tiktok who was like vlogging or whatever he's like man how come girls are always so horny right after sex and everyone in the comments was like you just ratted yourself out bro like you can't make a girl come and then he had to like make a reply video be like that's not true uh-uh i can do it no i was just saying and it was just like it was so <laughs> funny that like if you just this is the internet culture at its worst and like people just need to remember when you put things out there yeah like, people might 
people might call you on your bullshit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of calling you on your bullshit, one British Columbia real estate agent got called on their bullshit pretty hard this week. From cbc.ca, this is why I don't own property. Drinking someone else's milk straight from the jug costs British Columbia real estate agent $20,000. Mike Rose, not the great comedian from Los Angeles, but the British Columbia real estate agent, was recorded on home surveillance footage, sipping the milk and then putting it back. And there was a $20,000 fine issued, obviously. (laughs) The BC Financial Service Authority last week said that he was home alone and that he was home alone. He waited for his clients who were he interested. He was in, in a home alone. In a home alone, yeah. In the home yeah, alone. he wasn't in his, his home alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. This is someone else's. He went to the refrigerator to find some water, but said he just swigged down some milk and then he put it back in the refrigerator. So obviously that's, I didn't realize it was illegal, but that's super gross. Uh, you know what I find the most gross is that what? this house had loose milk. Um, the title of the episode i know i just like you know i what was the last time again this is like some coastal ass shit and we've got listeners who don't just live in california new york are gonna be like fuck you you hippie but like i don't know anybody who just like maybe if you have kids i guess but like otherwise like who's just got milk in the fridge i do well, I don't, you have milk just like milk yeah it, m-i-l-k I mean, it, from a cow c-o-w c-o-w-m-i-l-k it makes you me bake? very sick sometimes i bake but i love a bowl of cereal it is my milk, indulgence. Babe. I don't like the taste of any soy or almond or wheat or... You know what? It's my fault because I forget that you, Eric Curry, have the palate of a child. I might go with your baby. I like my cereal as a tweet. I it's caviar that... to me. It's. I'll tell you what. A good swig of whole milk after you haven't had any for a really long time, oh. that's a milkshake. That's ice cream. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't believe that this man was looking for water because if he really was looking for water, wouldn't milk you just like, do. no, Put your head under the faucet, a hundred percent. If you're dehydrated and you go for milk, like then you've got kind of like the film mouth, you know, this is the, something sexual about this. This man gets off on the power of knowing he's drank. I drank your milkshake. He's Daniel Plainview. This is a power play. He comes in there. Yeah. And he drinks other people's milk. He puts it back. This is the first time he's been caught. This isn't the first time he's done it. This is the first time he's been caught. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would is, buy that. Yeah. This is, this is, I know that I did that and they have to drink after me. And maybe it's not just milk. Maybe it's like anything. Like maybe he like, if he's at a house and he sees like a pizza box in there, he'll just kind of like graze his hands over the leftover pizza. He licks the butter. Yuck. Yeah. He hides cocaine in cheese. Probably. Yeah. All this dairy news uh, from NDTV.com. Eight kilograms of cocaine hidden inside cheese wheels seized by U.S. Customs. Here's what I'll say about drugs. It's the only way I learned the metric system. 
Cause I don't know how much eight kilograms is. I'm like, is that a lot? Is that, a, I, I feel like a kilo, I feel like is something I've heard is a lot, but I don't have a, a an image for it. I don't have like a, oh, that's about what a, a raw steak would weigh. I just don't have a way to compare it in my mind to how many pounds of cocaine that is. It's really not like that. I mean, I love you, but it's really like not that hard. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, it, it, it's like basically two to one, but almost like oh, okay. 2.2 pounds is one kilogram. Okay. So it so, was 17.8 pounds of cocaine. Wow. That was fast math. And yes, you're exactly right. I read it on the page. I didn't do the math. I know I'm, I'm, I'm making a joke. I was like giving that. I was going to, I was going to give that thank, to you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And we edit the podcast too. Um, so like, even if you wouldn't have gotten it fast, like I could have said that and then they wouldn't have known cause you could, you know, but now you have to keep all of this in. Wow. So damn it. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> Drug smugglers across the globe are trying new ways to hide their merchandise since they one step ahead of the law. And this time their latest trick was cheese. This was uh, nearly 18 pounds of cocaine from Mexico, hidden inside large wheels of cheddar cheese. They got it in Texas in an x-ray machine. I didn't realize that you had to put your cheese through an x-ray machine. I guess if you're importing all things, you know, I mean, because when you're crossing over the border to Mexico, there's a lot of times you, when you clear customs in certain countries, you just hit a button. And if it's red, you got to talk to the guys. And if it's green, you get to go through and they just kind of randomize it. Sure. So maybe they just hit the wrong button and had to go through the x-ray machine to get, you know, in, in, inspected by customs a little bit more, you know? You know, I flew recently and I was like, I'm an AirPod girly because I hate small talk. And so I was getting all my stuff, you know, TSA pre, of course, getting everything good to go on that belt, ready to go. Let's get through security. And I was going too fast and I forgot that I hadn't taken my AirPods out. So I had a moment where I was like, do I brush my hair over my AirPods mm-hmm. to see if I can get through with it? <laughs> or do I just walk through like brazen and like, just like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Or should I say something? And so I said something. I said, oh, uh, I forgot my earpods. <laughs> and I thought they were going to be like, oh, all good. Just put them in your hand and walk through. They were like, those need to go on the belt. And yeah. I was like, for real? So I had to like cut through this like <laughs> family who was like taking up so much time at TSA pre that I'm like, oh, God, I'll give it to anybody, won't they? And <laughs> yeah, I had to put my AirPods through. And I was like, what are you going to find on there? You know, I'm putting it in my ears. You think I've stuffed my AirPods with cocaine, a bomb that I would put that in my ears. But the answer is yes, they did. That one that. guy, one guy had a shoe bomb. And now we got to take off our goddamn shoes at the airport all the time. One Not guy. Not just that, babe. But one guy did that in 20 years ago. One guy did that in 2001. Now, granted, 9-11 was still very fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also like... That was a long time ago. Yeah. And he was wearing like, wasn't he wearing like platform shoes? I'm not going to like do too much like deep dive, you know, yeah. because I've already like Googled him and apparently like me too. Them, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, did you see this NBC news? Shoe bomber has tactical regrets. How about Over, just regrets? How about just regret? You know, but he's like, I didn't do it. I didn't have the right shoes. Like that's his. what he did was 10 times more effective. I'm sorry. But like, think about the long lasting 
sort of, I don't want to get killed for saying this or knocked for saying this by anybody, but like that is some long lasting domestic terrorism, you know, because he obviously was like, you have the bombs in your shoes. Are you going to bomb the plane? You're going to die too. Mm -hmm. And you did it. And bing, bang, boom, I guess. But what he did was he got caught with the bombs in his shoes. Mm -hmm. And yes, he's in jail, but he knows and he's alive for the legacy that he has created where now 22 years later, unless you have TSA pre-check, people still have to take off their shoes because of one thing that you did. And all over the world, not just the United States, all over the world, world. you have to do this is like the one of the biggest impacts you could ever make. I mean, that's got to mean something. I'm not going to say his name on the pod. We're not going to immortalize him that way because we have to take off our shoes at the airport. But what a legacy. Yeah. So like an evil, that's an evil legacy. This is an evil man. When I was in Europe time before last, the gentleman that I was dealing with at the Heathrow airport in London. It was a long contentious conversation about what I could and could not put in the clear plastic bag. Europe has very strict limits on things. Anyway, I'm bartering for like my dry shampoo and and face wash. It was just a mess. I'm the asshole kind of in the situation, but he was having fun with it. Not kind of, babe. Everybody knows it's about traveling to to Europe. But yeah. I do love you and I respect you. And I know that that's hard for you. I was the asshole. But the guy it's hard for said, my mom too. It's hard for a lot of people. It's hard for a lot of people. The guy kept saying that the TSA, the American TSA, he's like, it's like taking the bus. Like he just was insulting our level of security. Like we think it's this big mirage of <laughs> secure. I mean, it's just, it's all just faux security. I'm like, okay, you were up. Burger King yesterday and now you're like a fake cop at the airport what's happening but he just said that ours is like taking the bus like that's how insignificant we are compared to the rest of the world security and I'm like no nah, babe I've definitely like walked through airports like with metal on me <laughs> no one said anything like you're anyway he just he really didn't think highly of Americans so we had us a nice old time but and then you had yeah. to throw away about $70 worth of skincare. <laughs> yes, I don't. Yeah, I think he's in on it with the the stores inside of the airport that sell oh, the duty free. Yeah. Yeah. He's in on it with the duty free. He's like, I'm going to make this American bitch the way all her stuff. So she has to buy stuff from you. Can I get a kickback? And I get like 10% back every time. He really taught me a lesson. When I was in the Madrid airport coming home from my honeymoon, I made a severe mistake of wearing a smart turtleneck and uh, some jeans to wear on my flight home. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get so hot. What was I thinking, right? And so I was desperate to buy a shirt. And I was like, well, this is an airport. I'm going to be able to find a shirt. It was so hard to find a shirt. <laughs> like I could spend like 90 euro on a Spain soccer jersey which i wasn't gonna do (laughs) or i could spend like airport t-shirt price on these shirts that had little bowls on them that all said bad toro and i was like what is this brand bad toro and i kept googling it because i was like i don't want to accidentally like you know get like some (laughs) weird kind of like because like the energy and hardy (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Or like, it kind of was giving me the energy of like kind of white male dirt bike, you know, rhinestone on the back pocket of their jeans. Or just like we ride dirt bikes and like have Trump flags kind of energy. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to like get something that people are going to look at me and go, (laughs) you're a piece of shit. I could not find anything about this brand other than that it is something that you can buy at the airport in Barcelona and Madrid. Like I couldn't figure out what it was. So I ended up buying one anyways. And the only one I could find was like military green. So I was like, oh, I look like the biggest asshole right now. And are you spelling it T-U-R-O? Am I? T-O-R-O, bad Toro. It's okay. just this little guy. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Bad Toro. I mean, it is, I guess it is a sports brand. I don't know. Like bad Toro bull loves races, sports, and brave people never surrender bad friends gang and what is yeah. this i don't know it has it's little like testicles the little mascot has it's a bull I... but has testicles oh <laughs> you know boy. i know it i was like i'm gonna watch i'm gonna wear this little cartoon bull with his balls but it was better than being too hot on the flight so yeah. i had to do what i had to do those international flights man it doesn't matter how nice of a section you're sitting in it is Hot, hot, hot. Toasty. I hate being sweaty on a plane more than almost. I'd rather be cold than sweaty on a plane. Totally. Totally. I I just, I wish they just cut it. You know, I wish they just cut that out. All right. Well, fine. Let's get to that then. Welcome to We Cut That. We Cut That. And We Cut That. These are stories that we're not going to fully cover. Just kind of give you the headlines and a summation. From thesmokinggun.com, man gives police worse explanation ever as to why he had to pleasure himself in public. I mean, what was the explanation? Florida man says that he was having issues with his rectum and to get rid of the pain he had to ejaculate. And we cut that. You couldn't do that at home, sir? You know, no, you're right. We cut that. (laughs) We We had too many questions. We had to cut it. We had to cut it. We could have done a whole podcast on it. From KansasCity.com, man thrust American flag through another man's head at a Sonic, the Oklahoma police say. These colors don't run. (laughs) They do lunge through another man's head. Uh, We're not going to get into it. The man said he deserved it. The thing I will comment on, though, is that the pole entered and had to be cut at the top and the bottom so that the man could fit inside of the ambulance. So the firefighters had to come out with the jaws of life and cut the tops and the bottoms of the pole itself off so the man could even fit inside of an ambulance. He survived, which is crazy. Yeah. So do you remember that movie Stillwater that came out with Matt Damon last year? Have I already told this story? I I don't know. Okay. Stillwater is the name of my... Okay. I haven't seen... I've watched three minutes for this one particular scene. So Stillwater is where I went to college, Stillwater, Oklahoma. The movie is basically Amanda Knox story. Like father goes over to Italy to save his daughter. She's been blah, blah, blah. Okay. Matt Damon plays a oil worker in, you know, Texas, you know, oil fields in Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. Well, through a friend of a friend of a friend, we know there's a man in Oklahoma that we know 
who was Matt Damon's Oklahoma teacher. <laughs> so this man taught him how to be like a roughneck and, and what to say and how to <laughs> be Oklahoman enough for this role, right? But he took him to a Sonic, you know, Sonic drive through America's drive-in, took him to a Sonic. And Matt Damon's like, how would I order, you know, this like chili cheese dog or whatever I'm doing or whatever. And so the guy that we know said, uh, you say, I need a corn dog. I need a, and, and Matt Damon's like, I, who's Anita? No, I need a, like, I need a corn dog, but it's like, I'm Anita, like a woman's name. And so that happens at like two and a half minutes into the movie, <laughs> he pulls into um, a Sonic, orders the chili cheese dog. And I was like, okay, that's all I needed to know. Matt Damon had to learn how to be a roughneck because he's a guy from Boston. <laughs> so. Anita corn dog is a good drag name. Anita corn. It is. It is. Ooh. Ooh. Free, free drag name for, for anybody who wants it. Anyway, we cut that <laughs> from the dailymail.co. One last story. Gotta wait till you get home. A Phoenix airport worker strips naked in the middle of baggage claim and then does push-ups. We don't have you time know? for that. No, you gotta get your pump on. But I gotta know, babe, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm I'm ready. Bring on, bring on the plagues, babe. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. <laughs> From PNJ.com and the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, Florida Man story, leprosy cases in Central Florida account for nearly 20% of the national cases. So Florida is beaming with leprosy right now. It just makes sense, doesn't it? Like, isn't like when I, I'm sorry to anyone who lives in Florida, I suppose, but when I heard about this of like, Hey, there's a new, there's a new travel warning going into effect and it's not for Florida. And it's not the whole, this is not a safe place for, you know, LGBTQ people. Mm -hmm. This is not a safe place for people of color. No, this is dead ass. You don't want to go to Florida because leprosy is spreading. And it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get, okay. Yeah. No questions. Okay. Yeah. So leprosy is scientifically known as Hansen's disease, mm -hmm. and it's a chronic infectious disease that primarily affects the skin and peripheral nervous system. And if you aren't familiar, I would recommend Google imaging. Like it is hard well, to see. You don't need to Google image if you don't want to just Trigger because warning. like- it's uh, kind of scary. The number of reported leprosy cases across the country has doubled over the past decade. And 70% of the new cases were reported in Florida, California, Louisiana, Hawaii, New York, and Texas. But Florida is the one that stands out because it has like almost all of them or mm -hmm. central Florida alone has 20% of them. Mm -hmm. And there's like, no clear demonstration of the zoonotic exposure or traditional known risk factor. So a lot of people get it from animals opposed to touching other humans. And that's not happening. So the symptoms for leprosy, it's a loss of feeling in your hands and feet, dry, stiff, and painful skin, thinning of your eyebrows and eyelashes, nasal congestion, and if it goes untreated, you know, your hands might get weak and stuff. So it's not like this whole, because when I think of leprosy, I think of like your skin turns green and falls off. Right, right. I mean, I think back in the day before it was fully 
treatable and curable with antibiotics, you know, it, it, it probably, I mean, it was more like that. There were leprosy colonies where people were like, send them all the way where they can't touch anybody else. Yeah. So this is curable, you know, Mm -hmm. you get antibiotics and then you're not contagious after a few days, but it does take about one to two years of antibiotics to Mm -hmm. finally get rid of this. So this isn't like, this is not like a UTI, (laughs) you know, take a couple of antibiotics, uh, drink some cranberry juice and you're done. You don't want to get leprosy. No, but Honestly, I don't have any intentions to travel to Florida anytime soon. So I, uh, I guess it's okay. As long as it, what makes me nervous about this, they're referring to it as an endemic because it's like very predictable to like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of solve, I guess. Mm -hmm. Whereas like there was a pandemic where like, you know, it was hard to, like, it took forever for them to figure out what spread Mm -hmm. it. And it was so easily spreadable. Like leprosy is an endemic, which I guess is easier, but well, it's like, we know, we know it. We know the causes like, like malaria, malaria is in an endemic phase, but people in areas with high malaria infections still sleep in mosquito nets. It's like, we, we should still be wearing our masks anyway, (sighs) but yes, leprosy is also in the endemic. Like we know where it is, like what's causing it mostly and like how to avoid getting it in the most cases but i just feel like we're also in the end times where people are super stupid like mm-hmm. maybe a lot more stupid than they should be and so that's what makes me nervous is it like people are gonna go oh crazy you could get leprosy if you go to florida mm, shit i was gonna go to miami though to see diplo they're probably fine right and then it just kind of like spreads when it really shouldn't that's what yeah. I'm nervous about. I'm, I don't want it to keep spreading in Florida, but I really don't want it to leave Florida. Yeah. That's my, I don't want anything to leave Florida. I don't want their ID. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Florida. You're great. I'm sorry. We shit on you. It's not your fault. Ron DeSantis sucks, but what are you going to do? There's mm-hmm. beautiful parts of every place. There's bad parts of every place too. We, I don't know why, but the world just likes to pick on you, Florida. Just it's we because just like you to release your you. crime statistics. Yes. Other places, Ohio probably is the weirdest shit too. We just don't know about them as easily. That's nice uh, that we really came around on Florida because yeah, we yeah. feel bad for them. We don't want to kick them when they're down. No. Hey, yeah. What are you, um, what are you hoarding? Speaking of Diplo, he does a song with two of my favorite country, Texas artists, Paul Cappen and Sierra Farrell. They are really fun. The song is called Rain on My Mind. I don't know. Sierra Farrell has some of the most beautiful fucking vocals. Paul Cappen is just a deep throaty voice and then there's like a slight diplo beat to it but it still has like those country elements it's just really fun i don't know i really like it i like all i like all two of those artists a lot all two of them (laughs) i'm not always a huge diplo person you know we've dabbled but paul caffin and cr farrell are really cool check out their music check out rain on me it's a fun song that's what i'm hoarding this week and another song i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm hoarding two songs okay i'm hoarding Hmm. two songs there's a song called Planet of the Bass by comedian Kyle Gordon. He is going under the, the satirical persona DJ Crazy Times. And the, the concept of the song is that this is what every 2000 Euro pop song sounded like. So it's just a woman singing. It is funny. It's yeah. so funny. It's just like a woman singing with like silly lyrics. like, And then he comes in and he's like the deep voice speaking in this type of cadence and the video is really great now the second one with the brunette 
you've lost the feel. You have to bring the blonde girl back, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's really funny. Look up planet of the base and it's, he played it at a club recently. It's never been played live. It's just been like a TikTok sound. The whole club knew every lyric. Hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. It's just fun. Anyway, planet of the base by Kyle Gordon and rain on me by Sierra Farrell and Kyle Catherine and Diplo. That's my morning. What are you hoarding? It's not called rain on me. Is it? It's like thinking of rain, rain on my mind. I'm sorry. Rain on my mind. Yeah, that's what okay. it's called. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Because Rain On Me is famously a Lady Gaga song. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's Rain On My Mind. Thank you. Got it. Ooh, what are you hoarding? I got to get queued up for myself to listen to. I'm hoarding Lifesavers Hard Candies. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I asked Taylor to get me some hard candies from the store because I just wanted some. And he came home with Werther's and Lifesavers. And Werther's are so good. And I've talked about them, I think, on the show before. Mm-hmm. But Werther's are made with milk and butter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't mm-hmm. I can't risk getting stomach ache from pounding Werther's. Mm-hmm. So I've been just like eating Lifesaver candies. I'm sure I'm destroying my teeth, but I'm loving it. That's great. Every once in a while, you just get like a candy kick and you're like, <sighs> These are the best things ever. You know, the little strawberries that look like indivi- the, the, the hard sucker candies that are individually wrapped and they look like strawberries. I don't. Oh, oh I'm going to find them. I don't know what they're called. I, I, I don't know. I just know them as the little strawberries. My grandpa would have them in his pocket sometimes. That and peppermints. It's just a hard outer shell has like a gooey center in the middle. Oh my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, but they're not, I've never seen them as suckers before. I've just seen them as oh, yeah, um, the hard the, candy. Like you suck on them. There's no stick. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, a hard candy. Oh, oh yeah. My grandparents had that. It was like chewy in the middle. Randomly. Chewy in the middle. Those little strawberries. But like, if I had one, I want to have 50. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, once I get to the bottom of this bag of the lifesavers, I'm going to be like done with this for the next 20 years, probably. But yeah. Yeah. I'll never think about them again. <laughs> no, nope. but it's really just scratching an inch right now. What are you yeah. throwing out? Road rage. What? Road rage. Oh, that's good. I turned right at an intersection. I had a stop sign. I turned right. The person, it was a four-way stop, like four stop signs, right? The person, I'm turning right. And so the person coming straight that would now be behind me, if he had stopped, didn't stop at his stop sign. So I turn right like a normal human and he's speeding behind me. Had to slow down because I was accelerating up and he did not stop. He then proceeds to follow me Ugh. for like, I think a mile. It was a good mile. Okay. I'm turning onto like residential streets. I'm doing yeah. the thing where it's like, I'm making right turn, like four right turns to see if somebody's following you. He absolutely does. So by the time I have to make my stop, I, I pull onto that street and I'm like, okay, this guy definitely is following me. Then I see up the street, there's a Beverly Hills police officer car. Mm-hmm. So I park little further from my destination and I'm parallel with that car and I get out and I just waved the officer and I see that guy and he gets out of his car and he's just standing there. And so I do my business. I come back again to the car and I'm like evening officers, you know, just making sure he knows I'm talking to the police kind of the only crime they prevented here is me not being followed anymore. But that guy was like writing my plates down. It was, Are you serious? And I'm like, you're the one that didn't stop. Look, it's sometimes it's hard not to have a little bit of road rage. Like if someone cuts you off or sure. whatever, even if you're in the wrong, like people get road rage, but give them a honk, give them a honk, flip them off. Don't ever follow and try to scare someone. That yeah. is so, so uncool. 
Yeah. Even if you like insist to get their plates down, if you don't have a passenger and you can't do it quickly, then move on with your fucking life. Yeah. For real. Because that is just so like, was it worth it? People get nuts when they're behind a wheel of a car. They do. I'm like, these are so scary. 2000 pound war machines. Calm down. Anyway, what are you throwing away? I'm throwing away. Maybe I've talked about this before. It feels familiar, but it happened again. Hey, if you're in a waiting room or any sort of public place, use headphones or just like don't have your phone on volume. Yes. I'm, I was at Kaiser recently and there was multiple waiting rooms in the office that I was in. In yeah. one ra- waiting room, and they all have open windows to each other so you can, everyone can hear what they're doing. One waiting room, they just had like, music playing like one person had music playing on their phone and then in another waiting room the one i was in that person was on tiktok and then switched to Mm. taking a facetime call and it's like what's what's happening and at one point they looked they stared at me as if i was the asshole and i'm like you have your phone on full blast right now right like that's I get it you're at a a doctor's appointment maybe you're feeling like nervous or I don't know whatever I just I think that Kaiser and other place like waiting rooms DMVs social security offices anywhere maybe we need to provide a service of like you can check out some headphones for free and you have to just return them before you leave if you need to keep yourself entertained in such a way but it's so rude and it's it's like wacky behavior to me (laughs) To be super, super, super inconsiderate of yeah. everyone else around you. Like it's the, it's the energy of like taking a f- speakerphone call, like when you're in public, <laughs> but, and then some people are like, well, what does it matter if they were sitting right here? We'd be talking this loud. And I'm like, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't no, you be wouldn't. talking that loud. You yeah. wouldn't be yelling. You wouldn't be, you're yelling right now. Cause you're on speakerphone <laughs> in public. Like, don't lie. Put your headphones on. If you want to have a conversation, t- use your, use the voice that you would use because you're using headphones, but like, <sighs> Yeah. The TikTok thing sent me over. And then yeah. the fact that it was competing with music from the other waiting room. I was like, oh shit, this is hell. I'm in hell. I brought a book. I brought a yeah. book for me to mind my own business. I couldn't read the book because I was too distracted with all of the noise. So I whatever. hate it when people too let their kids just listen to like their iPads on full volume somewhere like i'm not a parent so i don't distracted i don't know what it's like and you just need to distract your kid but at the same time like prepare better maybe yeah get them some headphones dude yeah get them ones that look like a cat who know like whatever make it cute but it's just so rude super rude super rude hey where do the people find you erica you can find me listening to my music on full volume in public at iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and TikTok and that, who knows iconic Erica Curry search it online on X I'm something different and <laughs> but yeah that's mostly where you can find me right now that's all I want to be found so yeah. what about you where can they find you honestly nowhere but you can find me here on the trashy trashy podcast every Monday our Twitter I'm sorry our our X and our <laughs> Instagram and Every platform that there is out there, their TikTok, we're Trashy Trashy Pod. 
We have a website, trashytrashypodcast.com, where you can tell us why you're trash. You can give us stories. We love it. You can also find our merch store while you're there, trashytrashypodcast.threadless.com. We've got lots of stuff there and it's great. It's fun. New stuff coming soon. New stuff coming soon. And you can always sign up to support this podcast at anchor.fm slash trashy trashy slash support, or you can sign up to be a monthly patron and help us put keep the lights on. You just keeping the lights on. That's all. Yeah. You know, <laughs> keep the keep the fans whirring. But yeah, we appreciate you guys listening and thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next week. We'd love it. Hey gas. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.